Welcome back. It's a new day in the workroom and I'm back from my holidays. James and I are here to chat all things Drag Race Holland, episode two and three. And we're joined by a fantastic guest. Uh, one of the stars of the incredibly well-received Drag Race España, the Macarania. That, that rhyme was meant to work, but thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just call me? Yeah, I, I tried to do some rhyming and it didn't work. Ad hoc didn't work. You know, Vulcano actually calls me the Macarroña. Ooh, the Macarroña. I like Oh, That's got a bit of a gravelly masculinity about it. So yeah, you have the pleasure today to speak with someone who was in a workroom for 37 full minutes. <laughs> How lucky are you? You, you, got to, you got to come back for the finale runway, so that must have been at least another 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But that was just the dressing room backstage, maybe. Yeah, I just, I just had enough time to fuck it up and have a breakdown. <laughs> oh, and lose my so wig. I... I also, I also lost my wig. <laughs> uh, so before we actually talk anything about Holland, uh, give us like, how did it feel to see Drag Race España meet the world, hear all its you know positive, uh, you know receptions? Yeah, what does that feel like? Oh my God, it's been such a crazy experience. I know it sounds like so cliche, but it literally just like turns your life around. Mm-hmm. Ever since the moment they tell you we're in the show, it's like a, this crazy out of body fever dream that you have. Yeah. It's mm. like, and even though for me it was like a bittersweet experience, I, 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 I'm just so grateful. And it was, it was, as I said, it was like a fever dream being on the show, but then what what you don't really think of when you are like dreaming of being in drag race is what comes with it it's so much so much more and it's so um so like the experience is so wide now we are touring in spain i just released my first single i'm releasing my video on the 21st of august it's like i'm doing all of these crazy things that i could only dream of like six months ago really yeah mm. so it's just it it, it feels blessed hashtag blessed <laughs> <laughs> and no but for real it's, it's beautiful and I'm, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that this happened to the good and the bad <laughs> as well as like uh, the other side of it is i know like obviously going out early in the competition is never yeah. going to be something that you're going to want and it's obviously not going to be the the goal <laughs> but in the like first season of a new platform you get the like you get the um the hand of the, the pork, pork chop, chop mantle. Right? You are now, yeah, you yeah, now for for, sure. forevermore for sure, for sure. get to be get to be the pork chop. So, and I think that like we saw Gothy Kendall got that in the UK one, and like you kind of have there's that sort of like cachet to that as well. Yeah, it's it's a history of Spain, forty yes. years of dictatorship, and me living first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it, kids. It. <laughs> You've seen it all. That's what they were fighting for. No, no, but, but, but for real, it's, it's it's amazing. And someone told me today, I don't know if it's true because I'm too lazy to check that, but someone told me that my episode, like the episode when I left, it's uh, one of the best or the best rated in the history of Drag Race on IMDb or whatever. Oh, cool. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, the episode where I fuck it up and I lose my wig is like the best episode, like, in Drag Race, whatever. I'm like, no. Yes, but no. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It is. Like, I, 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 had actually, I had actually seen that, that the the first episode of, of Drag Race Spain is one of the highest rated of any um, episodes throughout. Like, I think it's, like, up there with, like, the Snatch Game from All Stars yeah, 2. Exactly. Like, that kind of, like, those sort of iconic ones, which is just a real testament to the the... The strength of the perform, like the the cast put together, and the like way in which Spain approached the the show, because like I think that it it was a it there was a very unique 
the Spanish feel to the show, and there yeah, was a real celebration. Definitely. Like even with the like the fact that the lip syncs were all sort of you know Spanish well known sort of songs from the region, yeah. rather than what they're doing with Holland, where it's kind of you know just like well known pop songs. It just it gave you a bit of a cultural education as a person watching it from somewhere else in the world. Yeah, I feel like in a way Canada did that as well. Like I yeah. feel like Canada was mm. very educational in that way. Like I, I learned I learned a lot about Canada watching Canada's Drag Race and that's cool yeah. with Drag Race Holland I feel like sometimes things fly over my head because I just don't know yeah and they yeah. somehow they don't take that much time explaining things maybe mm, yeah I yeah. think this season's actually better than the first series because the first series it was all can I tell you ups. can I tell you a secret I didn't watch oh, yeah. season one Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, let but, me tell you, it, but it was Andy most... is lovely. I got to meet her, and I want Madame Madness to fuck me so really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a long, there's a long queue for that. There's a long queue for Madame Madness. Honey, honey, I'm thirsting on Twitter, and I'm living for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, season one was all tulips and windmills. Whereas I feel like with the mini challenges in, in these episodes two and three, I felt they were more kind of quintessentially Dutch. They were cycling in the rain. I feel that's something that Dutch people yeah. don't talk about. And then this hacking dance that they spoke about in the I third was episode. So confused by that. That I that, well, I suppose that ties directly to i feel like hardcore like the rave culture in yeah the 90s, yeah which, i feel i for... feel i feel like that's what it was because we also mm. in our season i don't know if you guys remember but in our season we had the ball and yeah. in the ball we had the the chony c- category and i think that yeah. it's kind of the same it's like a chunky okay. um you know what i mean yeah, yeah so it's kind of i suppose when we had like pro- like rave like like that rave culture like the yeah, exactly. lads and ladess culture back in the uk like that's what was happening in Spain, and that's what was happening. A similar version of the same thing happening in the other places. But yeah, even but the music, I, I, I think I, that I, they I, played. You know, I'm their... so dumb. At first, I thought they were gonna wear like the like the wooden, like the, the wooden Dutch. Yeah, I thought like, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, like watching Drag Race Holland, I understand how for some people it was hard to watch Drag Race Spain somehow because mm-hmm. there it's it, there really is a barrier sometimes. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. It can be, especially like even in the the Snatch Game episode this week, there was obviously a lot of the characters are quite local and yeah. I just like didn't understand some of like, like I just didn't, it just some, a lot of it flew over my head. It was the same to an extent with, with Spain, where it was like a lot of people who obviously would be well known in the region. But when you're outside of it, it you're a bit lost. Um, yeah, like I, yeah. it took me three hours to watch the Snatch Game episode for Spain because I spent so long looking up who everyone was, Belen, Esteban, all these different people. Of course. Just like work out who they were. Whereas actually in this Holland one, I feel there was... Because we knew Nikki Plesson from season one. Well, if you'd seen season one. And I suppose we knew some of them. So I thought there was only really two or three characters that I actually didn't really know. Because I was like, the queen, yeah, she's a queen. I was, I was just, I, I was just uh, commenting it with my friend. Uh, we were watching Snatch Game again. And I feel like the ones who did the characters that I do know were the ones who did the worst. <laughs> very, very much that. Like, very much right? that. Right? And then the ones who were killing it, I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. So <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was, well, I, I was just, I, like, cold. <laughs> yeah, I do think, though, like, if you're going to pick someone like... If you're going to pick someone like Grace Jones or Cardi B... Oh, my like, God. Like, you need to be able... Like, you have to be able to go... 
like really perfect or like really bring it to like a, a place like way out, hit away out of the park because otherwise it's gonna flop so badly mark like... my words mark my words i'm a witch i feel like grace jones is gonna become the lady gaga of europe when it comes to snatch game <laughs> i could i could see I that feel like I people are gonna do her over and over and everyone's gonna do a bad job yeah, and I actually, like, I think someone was saying in this, was like, oh, Grace Jones isn't very funny, but I'm like, actually, Grace Jones is really funny. She's it's hilarious. a really good game <laughs> character, but you need to do it very well. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah, you have to, like, un- you have to understand the the humour that she has, and, like, everything comes from yeah. like, a really sort of bizarre space. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, like, I, I think that that, that that Love Mississippi performance will go down as perhaps one of the worst Snatch games of all times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote in my, in my notes, I was like, she was a slave to that one joke that was literally <laughs> yeah. performance. Because I saw Grace Jones when she played here in Dublin, and, like, she was off the stage every few songs to go change, because it's, you know, it's a Grace Jones production. And at one point, we're all just waiting there, you know, waiting to see what she's going to come out with next, and then she's still mic'd up. So at one point, she was like, I'm eating a banana. I like that. So I mean, why not? Yeah. Exactly. So she is hilarious. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I know we're on episode two and three, but can we can we talk favorites? I'm producing now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, go for yeah, it. Absolutely. Who's your favorite? <laughs> I uh, I I'm just I'm just thinking. I really like Vivaldi for some reason, mm-hmm, and I usually yes. I usually don't like the skinny ones, <laughs> and I really like My Little Pony and Tavita. Yeah, I, I they they're the ones who are standing out for me as well. I I have to say that the countess has grown on me in uh, like can. in I'm the sorry. in the second episode. I kind of like with, just because that look that she made in the second episode was so spectacular, and I was like, oh, is there going to be more to you than just like Miss Fame look? Yeah, doesn't that does it? I I I was hoping she'd have a, a like a bit of a a better performance in Snatch Game, but I, I I think her looks are very interesting. Um, you know, you know what the thing is with the Countess, and I don't know her personally. She must be a lovely person, but yeah. because I don't like her personality, I hate that she's so so talented. Yes, <laughs> when she did that fucking thing with the piano, I was like, damn. <laughs> I wish I wish it wasn't talented. Like fuck. <laughs> like I I think her Beetlejuice runway oh, was that, one of my favorite runways outside of America, if not the best runway from outside of America. You know I've what that seen. reminded me of? It reminded me of Thumbelina. Okay, yeah. Do you remember when when the like there's like a there's like a like a pimp who is also an insect and they put her like an insect drag? Yeah. <laughs> you got like the big antennas. That's what it reminded me of yeah, with is, the yeah. Beetlejuice thing. <laughs> oh, it was just so striking, commanding, and like perfectly oh, symmetrical. It was eye candy. Oh, it was pleasing to watch. Yeah. So she's yeah, she's definitely climbing up there for me. I just love the duo of Keta Minaj and My Little Pony. Like they three episodes in, I still love them, and I find something mesmerizing about Vanessa Van Cartier I just every time even oh yeah yeah, I'm like you were somebody I haven't seen before I know I know I didn't get the character quite well but how beautiful did she look on Snatch Game Mm. oh my god like giving me like such a classy beauty like she was Mm -hmm. on point I don't know if she was funny or not but she was beautiful yeah, absolutely. How did like so? Obviously, trigger warning for you. You know, there was a sewing challenge episode two. Oh. They had to have clamping <laughs> it to her. Who, whose, whose looks did you like in that? Um, first of all, oh my god, I have to say, I have to say that I, 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 fe- I, fe- I feared for their lives when I saw they didn't have boxes. 
I know that, okay. that that might be just me because I was there when there was a sewing challenge. Yeah. The fact that they had to run through the things and then pick mm. the things from the floor and like fight for it, that's dangerous, bitch. I noticed that there was one point, actually I think it might have been when they were doing the hacking thing, like someone ran over and they hit the like little trolley thing that had yes. the track and it like literally smacks that poor Twinkie pit crew member right out of the way. <laughs> Like smashed them down onto the. <laughs> Actually, one thing yeah. I wanted to say about the the beginning is that Fred's energy in this season is like unmatched. I and I first mm. I love that he's like switched from wearing the suits to wearing the the I, casual I stuff. Too, yeah, and, like he yeah. just he's bringing I, like his own personality to us. I'm trying to think of a favorite in the sewing challenge, and I think the level which is so high. Like, honestly, I think the looks on Drag Race Holland season two are being really, really good. But I will have to say, even though I still hate her, the Countess was beautiful. Yeah. Like, it, it was not the case of just like a skinny girl putting putting things on top of her <laughs> Sagittarius. Yeah. And, <laughs> making them, and making them look good because she's skinny. Yeah. This was legit execution and fashion. And this is coming from me who can sew a fucking uh, button or however you say it. <laughs> It was amazing, but I think altogether they gave really good. I also like the one who did like the patchwork thing with the blue and the mm. red. I think it was Kita yeah, Minaj. Yeah. Oh, I think Baldi. that was Kita Minaj. No, it was Kita. I, I honestly, did the sort of uh, cape thing, whereas I think oh. Minaj did a half blue, half yeah, red. Yeah, it was Kita with like, a, with like the red short wig that was like fiery. It was, mm-hmm. She looked like yeah. a PlayStation Two character. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I have to say, I was hashtag triggered when I saw someone using a flamingo. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> I was. I literally thought, not this. <laughs> and then, and then they they ended up they ended up in the bottom. So you know, oh. apparently, flamingos I, are the new corn. <laughs> I think I, I think I've never felt more empathetic for anyone ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Reggie B really got their met like was just they were up against it. There was a, a, a laundry list of things that were up against them. Yeah, they spoke about their polydactyly, which was extra limbs they had to have removed when they were younger. They had diarrhea. Then they had a broken shoe. Then their inner saboteur was fighting them. I just I was think, like, I think that was rude of Fred. I will say th- this because when the shoe broke, he was like, "You broke the shoe." I was like, "Bitch." Leave her alone. Her yeah. shoe just broke. Yeah. <laughs> and like her shoe broke and she kept walking and she didn't let it like she didn't let you it bother that, her. That's just not polite. You don't point no. at someone and say, You just shot yourself. Yeah, no, it was it wasn't very like there was kind of a little bit of like you know, if something happens that a queen has control over, like if there's a fuck up with something like, you know, Fair enough to point that out, but it's really shady if something like goes wrong and the person recovers from it pretty well to kind of be like, "Oh, we're pointing yeah, this I out." Don't, I don't, hmm. I like no Tino shade, but I don't know how I would have felt if, when I was drunk walking on the runway, someone someone has said, "You have a tag on your dress." Yeah, like, I found out later, and that was fine for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but the actually the one thing I, I one thing that that Spain did extremely well that I kind of didn't see done as well in the 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 second episode of of Dragons Holland was like talking about 
gender issues and say masculinity yeah. and femininity within the within the queer community and they had i suppose there was such a variety of people of like different sort of gender representations within the spanish cast yeah. and there was a really sensitive conversation about it and it was really educational and it will have been something that will have informed people who are watching and also been like inspirational to people who are like maybe struggling with this there was a weird sort of throwaway element to that where we got like a a, a weird sort of moment where was it Reggie B was kind of like mispronouncing LGBTQ for like four yeah, months yeah. for a minute, and then they were kind of like they were sort of talking about how like I think the point they were trying to make is how the the queer community puts a huge expectation on this like yeah. the heterosexual community to like treat us with respect, but we're not so good at treating people within our community with that same respect. Oh. But I was like, you really have to like watch it a few times to figure out that that's what they were trying to say like they didn't mm. give you that narrative really at all and it sort of came off like the point wasn't made and it was yeah. all because like, well, making fun of the issue a bit where is the point where is yes. it where where is where is the point <laughs> i mean besides besides just drag race internationally being uh just confusing because of the language barrier i think it's just so positive that we are having these conversations yeah, like yeah. I have a couple of things to say. First, oh my god, I speak so much. I'm so sorry. If if no. I, yeah, I Perfect just guess. Me. That's what I, we need. I, won't, I, don't, I won't take it personal. Uh, on my season, it was so cool that we had that conversation, and I think what's even cooler is that that conversation came out in an organic way, and it just happened. Yeah, yeah. and then they just put it on the show. But it, it's not of those situations when you get like, can you just talk about your dad, your dead dad, or something? It was just like we were just talking about it, about it and i think it was beautiful because it was very liberating for a lot of people like we got a lot of messages of people being like oh it was so beautiful to see you talking about non-binary and trans people blah 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 and about drag race holland now i got lost <laughs> <laughs> it felt a bit more forced it didn't feel like really authentic i don't think and it felt like that, like it felt like there was like it it wasn't maybe it wouldn't maybe yeah. have been as uplifting oh, it came back as to me. Spanish ones. It's yeah, so go. amazing that at, at last, and I'm so proud that I am in a I'm in a moment in this franchise when this is actually happening. Yeah. That we have trans women and cis women and trans men participating on Drag Race. I mm. think it was about time. And yeah. maybe it was a little bit too late, but don't tell anyone I said that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and no one's listening. It's, fine. <laughs> it's, just, it's just beautiful that I can be a part of this when this is happening because I think yeah. drag is for everyone. It really and is. It's really important that we have these conversations and and we bring it to everyone in the LGBT community because yeah. not because you're queer or because you're gay, you are. You have to be aware, and a lot of people is not aware. So yeah. We need to present them with history and with facts. Completely, and actually, I mean, it, it, like it, it just in this last week, like the yeah. the the response to Victoria Scone being announced as part of the cast on Drag Race UK season oh, three. She's so she's so good. I she, can't wait. It's literally. Amazing. And I think that, like the first of all, like the this whole conversation of like, oh, we shouldn't have like it should be only people who are part of our community or whatever. It's like yeah. overlooking the fact that actually she is a lesbian. She's very much part oh, of our community. Oh, she is a lesbian, right? And it is, yeah, she is. But it's and it's so important that like we start being more inclusive in the way we're bringing all of these but different I think, people in. And this is a personal opinion, but I think even if she was a straight woman, and even mm-hmm. if a straight man wanted to do. Uh, drag if you're an ally I think you're a part of the community and you're yes. entitled to do it your yeah. way obviously if you're a straight man doing drag you're not going to be doing like fag jokes all the time Yeah, but I think honestly drag is for everyone I, I completely and agree that's and the way I think... it needs to be if we wanted to survive it yeah. cannot be a boys club no, absolutely. And I think as long as everything that's being done is respectful and is, you know, you know exactly. re- and is kind of celebrating the, the shared history and is sort of educating people in a way as well and remains 
entertaining and fun like who who really gives a fuck and it's really sad to see the people who are out there like yeah. losing their mind over and also specifically just speaking about holland it's just beautiful to see a trans woman on the show because yeah really the the drag community owes everything to trans women specifically yeah. on the on the lgbt community and mm. and they deserve this spot and they deserve like sonique to be seen yeah. and to be celebrated and because they are a pillar in our in the drag community so yeah, yeah. absolutely 20, yeah, 2021 absolutely. had to have something good yeah. <laughs> and i think that's why I, I'm, I find vanessa such an interesting character oh yeah in, the, in, in holland is because i look at kylie sonique love and i'm like She's just this sexy bombshell in or out of drag. Like she kind of feels like a drag queen 24 hours of the day. Whereas yeah. Vanessa, I feel, steps in and out of drag. And you're like, she just looks like a nice woman who, you know, goes about her day. And then mm-hmm. she heightens it up to this eleganza. And you're, I'm just, it kind of reminds me more of maybe like Landon Sider in Dragula. Or maybe yeah. what Victoria Scone will be like. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so that was episode two. Were we sad to see Reggie B go? Or were we shocked, surprised? Any emotions at all? I was sort of a bit indifferent, like a little bit <laughs> indifferent to Reggie B. Um, I would have been probably more sad if, um, wasn't it, oh, I, I've, uh, Ivy? Ivy, I would have been, I would have been more sad to see Ivy go. Yeah. Over I Reggie. Think so too. I think Ivy is struggling, because um, yeah. again, they're in the bottom two in episode three as well, which is surprising because I thought coming from the dynasty of Abby, oh my God, and Envy Peru, they were going to sail through this competition, but but that looked like they're that, struggling. That can be that can be a detriment to to your mm. race actually, mm. like to your to your to your competition because there's so much pressure on you. Yeah, yeah. First of, first of all, there's a lot of pressure, and second of all, I don't know. I think if you come with like a history, you're either going to do very well or very bad. Yeah, just because of the pressure. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You have a lot to live up to and either you're going to exceed yeah. it or you're going to like fail. And because there'll be yeah. that additional spotlight on you, like you're going to then like you're going to need to you won't just be able to be safe because yeah. you'll just think safe I, isn't good enough. I actually think it was a very good uh, lip sync. Yeah, I, I thought that but like the, I really enjoyed the lip syncs. Uh, I really enjoyed the lip sync in episode three because it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen on Drag Race. But that's oh, yeah, I've definitely. wanted that song for so long and I'm like, now I'm going to have to watch two monsters who can't sh- show facial expressions <laughs> through the song. I'm like, no, it's rude. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, and... when the, sometimes when I watch the, um, the lip syncs, I'm a bit jealous because I love that we did all of our lip syncs in Spanish. Yeah. But sometimes I wish we had just like one Dua Lipa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, the one, the one she has with uh, J Balvin or something. You could have done that one. That's in Spanish, right? Yeah, but I don't know. But no, I, I, I like it. I just, I'm just complaining. Yeah. No. Okay. I... Just, just hey, FYI, hey. complaining about everything is a very Spanish thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Here, here's my, here's my thesis, Mark Ray. You can tell me whether you think I'm right or not. Okay. Tabitha is the poopy poison of Holland. I Not was great on the runway, it, comedy queen. You know, you know, she's somewhere. I feel like she's somewhere in between Poopy and Latrice Royale. Mm, oh, yes, nice. okay. I would see yeah, that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like the like the attitude and um, the character they represent in the cast. I can see Poopy's like funny shadiness on Tabitha. Mm-hmm. Like yes. she's gonna tell you to fuck off, and you're gonna just laugh with her. Yeah, and I do. I hope that um, because I felt like throughout Spain, 
Boopy didn't necessarily get the high high that she was capable of. Like I, I always felt like yeah. there was like something kind of like holding her back a little bit. Um, so I hope Tabitha gets that because I would have. I sort of was surprised that Tabitha like didn't feature in the. I was very surprised that Tabitha ended up in the bottom. Oh yeah, the match game because yeah. that like they they were like losing their shit laughing at the, yeah. the character. It was. But that, Very that, unusual. That happens sometimes. The race isn't always fair. And I, I personally think Poopy did deserve better. Mm-hmm. In a way. Yeah. Like, she did so much for the show and she did so well. And yeah. I'm happy with the top three. But I think Poopy could have been a top three as well. And I think the same with Tabata. Sometimes, sometimes when you are funny and when you, when you are perceived as funny um, consistently, yeah. uh, it's not as rewarded. And it's not like a read or anything. It's just a fact. Like, for example, when a skinny girl, when like a fashion girl, all of a sudden is funny, it's like, oh my God, you're funny. But if you're consistently funny throughout the competition, it's like, oh, you were very funny again. Or we yes, expected yeah. it from you. There's you know expectations. I mean? yeah. There yeah. isn't as much recognition. And I think that uh, unfortunately it happens sometimes. I, I think you're, I also think that um, there always seems to be more of a focus or a more extreme focus put on the look over the personality a lot of times um and i think that that sometimes that that then favors the like the the look queens in a way that like the personality ones can't it might not be 50 50 it might be 60 40 or 70 30 but the thing is in the end of the at the end of the day drag race is a show that it's like based on um um project runway or whatever it's it's based on the look like the challenge is really important but at the end of the day it's about the runway and i'm telling you i did a bad runway like i i i know (laughs) (laughs) but i would also say so did poopy and poopy got away kind of free and then i think in episode two tabitha got away free for that same reason because i feel poopy got away with things but also poopy gave us really good fashion moments and oh yeah subsequently that that it's not as rewarded she gets she she stepped out of her of her um, comfort, zone comfort zone several times, and she gave very good looks. And I really I enjoyed her take on my, on my days. I, I really enjoyed her like Rosalia take with all the daggers. Exactly, and the her, Rosa, and stuff. her Rosalia was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, mm, absolutely. No, definitely. Subsequently, she kind of redeemed herself. But I just, I had that connection in my head. Episode one with Poopy, and episode two with Tabitha. No, but I, I definitely, like, I definitely see Poopy's energy on Tabitha. A hundred percent. They should, they should, they should have a show together. But I don't know what language that show will be, and that would be fun to, <laughs> to watch. Let's talk about Tabula's. Uh, well, let's talk about Snatch Game in general. I I did some googling of the characters. Okay. And I looked up. I looked up Kim Holland, who Tabitha was playing. And I mean, like, this was a six-minute video I watched of Kim Holland being interviewed by a man called Andy in a car. So I can't say I'm a massive expert, but she seemed quite soft-spoken. She used to always say stuff like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't actually see any of that. Now, maybe because Kim Holland is a porn star, Tabitha was playing the porn star version of Kim Holland. Oh, okay. Regardless, the queen, the, the judges were, like, in tears laughing, it seemed. That's yeah, deep. I I was wondering. Well, I, I I just didn't know the character, so I was, and I didn't necessarily find it super funny. So I was like, they're laughing, so it must, it must be good. Be good. <laughs> it, must be, it must be going well for them. I'm happy for them. <laughs> yeah. 
They seem to be having yeah. a good time. That's all. Exactly. That yeah. Yeah. Everyone's smiling. We must be having fun. <laughs> I, I, like I about the snatch game. I just have to say, what a what a lost opportunity with Cardi B. I'm so sorry for my sister, but that mm-hmm. that character deserves better. Very much. Yeah. yeah. Even like was it Jada Essence Hall who did a Cardi B, and that was okay. But I I think Cardi B is somebody who's a comedian and a drag queen in and of themselves. And you need to be giving us a Kylie, Sonique, Love, Dolly Parton level Cardi B for it to be anyway good. I think it's the same with great with Jones. Uh, I think some characters are very tempting to do on Snatch Game because Mm -hmm. you think it's going to be very cool, but it can be a trap. It can be actually bad for you to try to do those characters because if you don't do them well, it's going to be noticeable. You know what yeah. I mean? Com- yeah, completely. And I, I, like, I think Grace Jones is absolutely one of those characters who would be so yeah. tempting because they're such a big personality. They have so, like, they have like their their music career, their movie career. There's all of these different things you can reference to. But if, you, but there also is an intelligence and a humor in them that you yeah. need to be able to bring out. And if you can't do that, it's going to fall so flat. And I think with Love My Sissy relied yeah. a lot on the like being able to do the look quite well. And like, just didn't yeah. go anywhere beyond that. I had one joke, and then that was. It's like case. when Valentina did the the Eartha Kid. It's yeah, and I've never been to a snatch game, but <laughs> I think <laughs> it's like a, it's like a delicate balance and like a really a particular spot that you need to find with the character. If you, it's like if you're a little bit out of tune, it's yeah. it's gonna it's it's gonna it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Who who were you going to do in snatch game? I, were... I was gonna do actually. I was gonna do Sarah Montiel. She okay. she was an actress. She was like the Spanish uh, Sofia Loren. Okay, okay. Sofia Loren so is an old Hollywood glamour it, kind. Yeah, of. it was like, no, it was like Spain's Marilyn Monroe. That's okay. better. Oh wow. She was oh, cool. she was a very fam- She was very famous on the fifties and the sixties, and she was she actually did a couple of movies in America with Charlotte Heston and with like um with like a couple. Yeah, you know, she was in Hollywood, blah blah blah. And when she became older, she got like this Cuban uh, boyfriend. And she became like very, like a very drag queeny kind of old woman. Oh, nice! And she was, and she was be like very slowly with like a tongue. It was very, it it was gonna be very funny. And also, I was thinking of doing Paris Hilton. (laughs) I mean, now that you would have been being compared then to Got Mixed. I know that was a good choice that I didn't do it. But my (laughs) but my Paris Hilton was gonna be like, yeah, I was trying to like learn Spanish, so I'm gonna try to do my my lines in Spanish. (laughs) And then, like, that's my... what I was going to say. Like in this episode, we hear the Dutch queen speak English, and like English would definitely be a weapon that you might have over some of the other queens. Would would you have been allowed to speak English? Uh, I did a little. I did a little bit, but it's definitely not the same as it is in 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 Holland or even in Thailand. Okay. I will say mm-hmm. because okay. they they are dropping sentences in English in English all the time. I think in Spain, I would have been perceived if I if I had stayed longer and I have done that like consistently i would have been perceived as cocky or like dumb mm, or just like okay. oh what are you doing yeah yeah, it, yeah it's not normal we don't do that in spain we don't we don't just drop english i mean i do it with my friends but it's not regular yeah yeah it, yeah. it is straight it is strange in, in holland though like that mixed language they have like the way there yeah. is sort of just these random like english phrases just dropped in as part of the conversation um, and and like, even that polydactyly, you know that that medical diagnosis that Reggie B got, he, like he didn't present a a Dutch version of that word. That's yeah. an English word. So yeah, it is interesting. I feel like some countries, like uh, some countries such as Iraq. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think some countries like Sweden and Holland, 
and Germany, they they speak English a lot, even in Portugal. In Portugal, they speak very good English. But in Spain, because our educational system is fucked up and because we always adopt the movies, we're not very yeah, they good say, English. They say the dubbing is very important because they over there, they don't dub the movies just to subtitles. They learn their English. Yeah, not uh, and, and this is just a fact, a uh, cultural, cultural mm. fact. Um, in Spain, we have very good uh, voice actors, so all the movies and everything is always dubbed. In Portugal, yeah. they don't dub it; they just subtitle, and th- that creates like people, people like the the medium level of English in Spain is really bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting, though. I suppose that you wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even think about that, like because there's going to be the, the passive consumption of English then in mm. in like Portugal yeah. or, or other places. So, we'll sometimes, kind of, like, sometimes when I do it a lot and when I speak in English, sometimes when I'm drunk or something, people will be very annoyed. Yeah. Uh, we'll run through some of the other characters so Queen Matilda I didn't look her up because I just figured she's a queen like figure uh-huh. and that's how Vanessa was playing her Sophie Anderson again like Fakita Minaj had a decent kind of English ethnic accent um, I thought they did a good job of that Marika Helvagen couldn't really find much on her My Little Pony there seemed to be something tied to animals I didn't seem to get her but she's kind of like a maybe Jackie Stallone big old wide frozen face and big okay. old woman who does lots of advertisements and seems kind of fun and camp uh, Cardi B Grace Jones um, and uh, Nikki Pleasant so Elise Sharp, the lady who was one of the guest judges for Snatch Game, she's an impersonist and she does Nikki Plesson all the time. And I looked up her impersonation of Nikki Plesson and Vivaldi's impersonation of Nikki Plesson was very close to that. And she okay. even seemed impressed by that. So uh, it was lots of like, hello, my name, Nikki Plesson, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah seems to be something that comes up a lot. So that's yeah, apparently okay. the crux of a Nikki Plesson <laughs> impersonation. So I was like, Nikki Plesson seems to be doing really well. So apparently it was quite good if she Oh, my God. What's, let, let me just, I'm just having an out-of-body experience. What's watching Drag Race Spain like this for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, because I do the podcast, I you know I try to make sure I, I do I all my research. So and stuff. sorry for <laughs> <laughs> putting you through all of that. I honestly, feel, I honestly feel like I'm like I'm studying a degree. <laughs> I I just look at the colors. Kean does all the the research. <laughs> I have to say, from the like the countries that I didn't know anything about, I liked Vanessa's one. She was like the royal one, like right. Yeah. That was like drinking mm. wine, and she was a little bit shady. I liked her. I, I I felt like it was like Anastasia from the movie, but being shady and drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I got. And there was a fun youthful element to her because at one point she was blowing bubblegum, I think, as well. And I was yeah. like, okay, I don't know if that means anything. I think or... I think she reminded me a little bit of what Alaska did on, on All Stars with um, Mae West. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know why she was giving me those vibes because I didn't know what she was saying, but whatever. I'm just trying to say <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought that she looked really, really great. But again, like it was that same thing of where like the jokes kind of were lost on me. So I yeah. just was like, oh, well, she looks good. Um, and people do seem to be laughing, so good for her. It but then was... it was like, you know, with Sagittaria and Encarnita, like I found it very difficult to find any information on her, but yet we kind of got the gist that it was this kind of crazy Oh, do you want to know that? I can tell you. Yes, what is it? I'm so, I'm so sorry, guys, that I couldn't be here for the Spanish episode. Yeah. I'm a stoner <laughs> and I completely forgot. <laughs> um, I go on. So Encarnita, so th- there was this TV show called Callejeros, which is like, uh, like, um, like one of these TV shows when people, when like reporters go with the cameras on the street and they just like talk to everyone, like drunk people, blah blah blah. And these ladies 
were sisters and Carnita was one of the sisters and they 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 were people from like a very rural rural area in Spain right so their grandfather had discovered like the this uh, Christian church from the first century right like that was like uh on the ground and their family were the ones who were um um, um, given the job to protect and clean this place and just like to to keep it, you know what I mean? So it was like it was like the their heritage from their grand the grandfather, and they were also like a little bit of freaks, and they will give like um, guided tours through the thing, and they they weren't mentally they 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 were mentally well, you will say. And and the cameras, like a couple times in in the nineties, and then in this TV show that I'm telling you. They they will come and like they will do the little show and sing like a song and they it was just a bizarre, um, John Waters type of thing like very because I couldn't work out whether it was a real person or like a a character on a TV show I couldn't work out it was very little Edie very little Edie yeah okay okay I get that yes (laughs) hey we needed you on first day. But that is, that's mental. I, I, because I had just assumed that it was some kind of like a hunchback of Notre Dame, weird sort of fictional character. No, Knowing she, that she, it was real, she, I'm like, oh my God. She, she actually died like three years ago. Oh, God, God. God bless her. Like, God the, bless the her three... Rest in peace, Encarnita. Yeah, she was, <laughs> and she was, I think she, they were, they were just like very sweet ladies who just loved mm. to have company and a little bit of attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they, they were very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about Dracula kind of earlier on, we get a monster ball in episode three, which was really fun. Again, I feel like each episode, the looks are getting higher and higher in quality. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned, the Countess's Beetlejuice one, probably my favorite look outside of the US in Drag Race history. Also loved Vanessa's kind of Lady Gaga, Alejandro style sort of beast thing. Which was your favorite Macarena? I have to say again, I, I, I know I said I don't like the Countess, but she just seems to be my favorite consistently. Consistently. Yeah. consistently. I loved her look. I loved, loved, yeah. loved her look. And then the one who had the, the white dress with the horns. Oh, Keita Minaj. Yeah. Was this? Oh, that yeah. was yeah. really good. And actually, that was, uh, I think it was designed by a Spanish strike queen called Jade. She oh, does. Wow, she cool. does like these beautiful figurines and these beautiful designs, and she also did. Um, oh, this girl from the last season of Drag Race America, and she did like a cowboy look with the red hair. Utica. Oh, Utica. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. Also, she also designed that, and I oh, think wow. the the design and like the open wounds with the with the teeth on the shoulder and the collar and the way she presented it on the runway. Mm-hmm. I would no, it was it was amazing. Percent, I was like, "That's how you do it, bitch." Yeah, yeah. no, I I thought that they actually were my two favorite as well. It was Keita Minaj and the Countess. I, I did also like uh, yeah. Vanessa Van Cartier and My Little Pony. Um, I thought that the the two that were probably the the weakest were, were Tabitha's. Definitely had like room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. It did. was the it was the neck, right? It just it ruined the illusion, didn't it? Yeah. But yeah. I have kinda... to say, I think it's one of those situations when they just, they are just like splitting hairs, as they always yeah. do. Yeah. Like yeah. they went for the neck. It, it's true. She could have painted it black. She could have painted like veins or something. But yeah. the look was good, girl. Like the materials were yeah. good. It was just this attention to detail. And I can tell you, they don't give you enough time to do your makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That does seem to be a fact of the matter like especially when you see like the 
the looks that people will have on their Instagrams and like like even say when people are walking into the workroom when they've had yeah. like an, like enough like time to actually get themselves done properly like the stress of that yeah. who was it in season 13 the uh, oh, Kimura Hall Kimura Hall yeah. who like literally was like there like literally had only just like got her brows down or something before they were like right out on the stage <laughs> I just I just have to command these girls because the looks are good they it, are. It's are. consistently very good and I think they're good in a different way from the American girls because the American girls sometimes is like very flashy and expensive Mm-hmm. And I think in Holland, it's more about the creativity and like presenting yeah. something that it's uh, like crazy. It, yeah. Am, yeah. Am I saying? Am I saying something bad? No, no. I no, think no, you're, no, no, no. I think you're absolutely right. I, I think that there's more of a kind of like. It, there's an industry has developed in America around exactly. the creation of the looks and everything is getting their professional sort of like costume makers to make stuff. Whereas in the Dutch one, I suppose they're still at that stage where they're having to pull things together themselves. So it feels more creative and it feels like they're like, it feels like there's, there's more. Totally. Yeah. It, I, I, I know exactly what you mean though. Yeah. I, I feel like in the U S yeah. they're aiming to be on the front of a magazine with, uh, with it's their like runways, whereas... And I think it's, it's, it's also a testament to like just the American experience, experience of doing things. It's just like yeah. more and expensive, it, which is amazing. Like I, I'm just thinking of um, God makes look for the finale. Like that's unbeatable. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was. But, yeah, and also when I watch the show now, I, I every time I watch, I see a look. I'm like, I know the time they've had to to develop this look and to yeah. to just go to the airport because I've been there and I'm like, I, I, I I'm wowed. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? How do you do <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> You'll obviously be able to use those now as part of your performances and like in like in other areas. But like, would you? I don't know. Like, it, it, it must be frustrating to to arrive, have all these amazing looks for all these like runway briefs, and be really excited and then not. But you not know, I don't. I don't really use them. First of all, because some some of them make me sad. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. And also because because you're given a list of looks and things you have to represent. I don't necessarily. Mm. I don't necessarily feel represented by the looks. Okay. I know what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. They are not 100%. Like, my Veneno look, I wouldn't wear because that's not something that Macarena will wear. Yes, yeah. Right. Yes. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, true, absolutely. actually, because it's going to be stuff that's going to be specifically matching a particular brief, but that's outside yeah. of your characters. Like, yeah. from my from my season, I will wear my executive look because it was very cool, and I, I'm actually thinking of wearing it for my next uh, meet and greet. Yeah. And I will wear the entrance look again, but because of the big-ass bow, the, all of the back is, like, ripped. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> that bow was a great idea, but it it wasn't it wasn't comfortable. And I was yeah. actually I was thinking of it. I I wanted to say it like the girls who got in with the aubergines. Oh God, yes. Oh, the, I love feel for aubergines. her because I know yeah. what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I know what filming was like for her. And also Juicy. before we before we finish, I also wanted to say that I really really like Juicy. Not not because yeah. he's my fellow first queen eliminated queen but also because i really really liked her i would have liked to see more of her and also she reminds me a little bit in her attitude to arancha and that makes me wonder yeah yeah she had a she had like a lovely lovely charm about her and you are right that there was something like it's active some of those queens who come in that are like more the social media queens yeah and like the performance side of things obviously is it comes as a shock and you see them kind of like they do kind of it, it it's overwhelming to like suddenly be having to perform against someone who's been doing it kind uh, of professionally for a long time. So I felt sorry for her in that lip sync because it was. I think 
I think she can't walk in heels, and I always find that charming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I am so jealous. I am so jealous because I would have done so well in my season if, if the first episode was a talent show. I would have murdered those hoes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I don't know if you guys so, know, and I'm going to do some self promotion now, but I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a great singer. I'm the, okay. I'm, I am the, the drag queen in Spain who can actually sing well. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, if you, you have, you have, you probably haven't heard it, but I have a, a single on Spotify called Turn the, Turn the Glamour On. Are, are we allowed to play a clip? A hundred percent. Please play it. Uh, I encourage you to listen to it. really cool song and also we are touring we are touring all of spain right now and the song that i got eliminated with sobreviviré uh yeah. i am singing that because oh, i oh, nice. i just wanted to give it a new meaning yeah that's a, i was just going to say you're reclaiming it and that yeah. and how, I'm, thinking, like... I'm thinking that and rain on me and i hit the high note <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and how long how long is that tour going on and where well i mean oh, it, uh, it's gonna be in spain i really really hope eventually we go outside of spain i don't know if that's gonna be possible with the yeah. whole coronavirus thing happening yeah. yeah but it will be great to have the opportunity to go abroad uh but we are touring uh for now until november it's yeah. all of the girls it's a very similar concept to uh the work the world work tour, the world yeah yeah but it's more uh like a musical yeah Okay. Yeah, it's it's called the the El Gran Hotel de las Reinas, the Queen's Grand Hotel, and it's like Supreme is uh, the the director of this hotel, and we are guests, and we just check in, oh, and, then cool. you go, and then you go to each room, and in every room there's uh, something different going on, and it's really cool. Like each one, each one of us do a different thing. Like Volcano does the whole Canary Island thing. Dovima does something mediocre. I sing. <laughs> Um, Poopy does a really cool uh, It's Raining Man song And then Carmen yeah. does, Carmen does the whole J-Lo fantasy We have these mm. beautiful dancers And it, uh, it's, it's just It's really really cool So before we must uh, Depart I need to ask Who's going to win Drag Race Hall in season 2 In your opinion Who's going to win That's that's uh, that's a hard question Because it's very it's very very soon But I think Pani has the has what it takes, definitely, mm-hmm. and I think uh, uh, My Little Pony and Kira Minaj also has what it takes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Even though, uh, like, I'd love Kira Minaj or My Little Pony to win. Currently, yeah. I feel I, I really, I really the like, edit. Yeah, it's t- telling me Vivaldi's gonna win. I think I think Vivaldi it's gonna make it far, but I also think she's very young. Mm-hmm. And also, I think Vanessa is gonna make it far in the competition. Yeah, probably top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe she I... will win. I mean, I, this is oh, this is so hard for me to say. Like, I hope this or this one wins because I haven't seen enough from it. I, I like all of them. I I just yeah. want the peace in the world. Yeah, me too. 
yeah, I, I actually I couldn't call it at this stage and I know it's sometimes tough. it is tough to, to, to be able to I really like I would like Kit and Minaj to win purely because then we would have two ketamine related drag race winners in the one year which would be you know we all would want that novelty <laughs> you know um, you know what I can say with full sincerity and honesty yeah. I hope I see some of some of these bitches on All Stars International <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely I'm excited to see what All Stars I'm excited to see what All Stars International looks like and how they like how they how they manage it it'll be right it'll be it's very just, it'll be very it's fun. gonna be this time is gonna be actually like the Olympics <laughs> yeah proper well, like, they've drag. actually rebranded International All Stars as UK versus the world I've heard three UK I've girls. heard yeah. that that's not as good I don't think I won't believe that until I see it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably you're probably right. And to be fair, I think next year if they do it again, it's gonna be a lot more international because Spain will have come on board and Down Under will have come on board and those Italy might be established at that point, so there'll be more at play. I think it won't be fair if international all stars becomes an Anglo Saxon orgy and yeah. mm-hmm. and the other countries get like left behind i don't think that's gonna be cool it also like obviously from my pov i don't want that to happen (laughs) no i I would to be honest i wouldn't want that i'd want i'd want to see the drag from all over the world in one place like i do i do think that they sometimes i mean you see it in the american one sometimes where you have like the puerto rican queens whose english isn't fantastic don't don't get me me started on what they do to the puerto ricans girl yeah, mm. yeah. So there, there is that. That's a concern I would, I would have about them doing it. But you would love to see a, a way that they could bring in, because even like the the queens from like the Philippines and from you know yeah. from from Thailand, like it, having but, them be able to represent themselves. Also, great. if you think about it in a logistic like point of view, who are you like catering the show for? Like it, at the end of the day, the show needs to have um um a main yeah. language. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it will probably be in English. So having able to, for example, being funny in English, it's going to be critical and like it's going to be important. And it's really hard to be funny in your second language. And I can tell that because I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. You're, 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 the only, you're the only Spanish queen off of Drag Race, uh, Drag Race España who would probably have the like the language skills to be able to like go Arancha, in there. Arancha, and, and... Arancha could pull it off. Okay. okay. She, but also I just feel... Not, not to not to advertise anyone, but she's been on the job. <laughs> okay, I'm really in the, proud in of the, her. In the job, We're, yeah, with vanilla and the trees. Oh, on the chop. There, oh, yes. Oh, cool. I haven't oh, actually. Shit. I haven't listened to that in a while. I I always listen to Race Chaser, but um, only when they're covering the older seasons. Oh yeah, uh, uh, classic. I love that one. Yes. Too. Yeah, that's I love I love Race Chaser Classique, but I don't tend to. Li- I suppose because I'm recording my own one talking about it, I'm like, yeah. oh, too much Drag Race. <laughs> but yeah, Arancha, Arancha could be on Drag Race International 100%, and I think it would be fun to see Poopy Track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of The Workroom and thank you for the Macarena for joining us. They were great to have on. Lovely energy. Love it. Love a chatty guest. Love a chatty guest. Check out their single, Turn the Glamour On. Follow them. I can't wait to hear them sing in person. That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited to to see what they do next. On the topic of music, you may have noticed we've got The Workroom has got its own theme music. 
That is it. Yes, the Interior Illusions Lounge. The Interior Delusions Lounge. We have upgraded <laughs> to... Uh, we, we've got a Bluetooth speaker on in the room, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, celebs only as well. Provided by the premiere. One of my favourite, anyway, queer pop musicians in Ireland, Jack Rua, was very generous to lend us their track rise instrumental so that's what you'll be hearing there so if you like that go check out jack and some of their work and they're actually performing in the button factory soon as well so you can grab tickets to that until then we will chat to you on saturday over in the main feed when we talk about all-star six and we'll be back in the workroom next week to talk all things holland episode four talk to you then bye-bye